Welcome back, everybody. This is the first of all podcast starring yours truly and McCarty. McCarty, you want to say hi? Oh, hi. That's all. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please continue to like, share. Uh, We're almost famous. Uh, We're not going to tell you how many people listen, but we're almost famous. D-list. Keep that in mind. Yep, D-list. That's a good way to put it. Um, Well, let's just jump into it. Nate, um, glad to have you back. Um, I think that it's like widely accepted that this podcast is just better when you're here. Um, I I'll, look, I'm interesting. We know that. I mean, you're my friend, you know. But for 30 minutes, interesting. Nah, I need some help. You know, I gotta have, gotta have a, an extra voice. So let me start off by asking you a very simple question, okay? And this is a question that. I don't normally ask because it's very small talk esque, but I'm genuinely curious how your week is going. How's your week, Nate? I'm actually a little nervous this week. I got to be honest with you. I uh, I just finished an application for a job um, internally at my work currently, and it was just a little nerve wracking. Why would you say it's nerve wracking? I think it's nerve wracking because everybody there already knows me and i was trying to explain this to my wife i told her she said well nobody's gonna know and i said trust me this is higher education by tomorrow everybody will know that i applied and it's not like you know shoot among the whatever and you fall among you know you're in the sky somehow whatever that thing is but it's just the fact that i'm applying and people are like oh i didn't know he was gonna do something like that you know what i mean yeah, I think, well, the saying you were trying to say is shoot for the moon, you'll land among the stars. It's very simple. So there just memorize that. Um, but also, I think higher education is like its own version of a small town where there's like the, the women that gossip. Well, it could be men. There's the people that gossip and it's just like so annoying and they have nothing else to do because they're not doing anything all day. So they have to entertain themselves by gossiping. And I think that in general are like little mini versions of that so it makes sense that like every by tomorrow the whole the news is going to spread everybody's going to know they're going to have their own opinions about it and you might be hired by tomorrow honestly the way those the the way the word spreads and like how strong the gossip and mob is when it comes to that stuff low-key you might as well just prepare to start the job tomorrow yeah and i i do this advice i say this advice to everybody who asked me for jobs they're like well it says this qualification i always say apply for it anyway unless it's something ridiculous like if you're applying for welding and you don't have like a welding certificate or whatever it takes and you don't know how to weld you can't apply for that job but like if it's like master's you know master's degree in this or whatever and you don't have that but you have some experience maybe go ahead and apply like it doesn't hurt to apply but as as the young people say shoot your right, shot shoot your shot but on the other side of that, when you're the one that's actually applying, it can make you feel a little inadequate when you put that thing in there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that a lot of those applications, and I've never hired anybody. Um, I'm on my second um, big boy job, full-time job now. So I've been through plenty of application processes and interviews. But I do think that a lot of those qualifications on these um, applications are to weed people out. So like – maybe you don't have a master's degree, but you have four years experience or you have two years experience, but you put a lot into those two years and you're really good at articulating that. 
like those things matter more than just like having the piece of paper that says you paid a lot of money for a degree. So a lot of times it's just to like weed people out and some, most people I would say are going to see that and be like, Oh, master's degree. I don't have it. Click, you know, next to the, to the next one and never apply it. It's like, that's kind of the goal, you know, is to weed people out. I think, I think also, like you said, you know, it shows, it shows who you are. Like I, I emailed my boss right after and said, listen, I put in this thing. I know you're going to see it. I need you to know that here's, here's why I'm doing it because I said, you know, something like I, I don't want to be doing myself a disservice by thinking I'm not qualified enough, but I think that it can do that to people. So I think it's important for you to understand that unless it's something ridiculous, go for it. You never know what's going to happen. Also, Nate, don't think that, this one very small part of your week. And I know it's only Wednesday, so I'll give you a little bit of leeway on that, but don't think you're avoiding answering the question because you're, that is just one small part. The The job application took you like an hour, maybe. Okay. So how was the rest of your week leading up to this, to this moment? Well, we've had a day really two, maybe since what? I mean, it's not even, Oh, today's Wednesday, isn't it? Three, three full days of Man. a week. Well, shoot, I, I've i done a lot of events. So, I mean, I've got some OT. I'm going to take a half day tomorrow. So, I mean, it's been hard, but it's been good. What about you? Um. Well, that's I was fishing, you know, as I tend to do. I was hoping that you would ask me how my week was so that I could start this podcast by saying how horrible it has been. Why don't you start now. the podcast by saying that? Well, I was trying to, you know, even playing field. Also, like, they're not just interested in my weekend. You know, this podcast is basically just McCarty ranting and recording it. So I didn't want to just, you know, fall into that theme immediately. But and let me also acknowledge that my week in general has been good. You know, like I'm a healthy, alive and well human being. So there's not like that much I can complain about. But one very specific part of my life is not going well right now. I moved to Atlanta, as you guys know. Um, Well, I'm in the city of Atlanta. I got the keys to my apartment, but my moving company is just not doing what they're paid to do, which is to move my items from one place to the next. They will not deliver my items. And I can't figure out why. I asked them to have them delivered on Monday. They weren't there. I haven't gotten a call to say that they're going to be any other time. They don't have any information whatsoever. My items are sitting in storage and they just haven't moved them yet. And I cannot persuade them to do it. And I don't know why I'm very frustrated by it. I'm I'm saying it calmly right now, but uh, in general, I'm infuriated by all of it. And I don't know what to do. I'm staying with a family who's super, super gracious and awesome enough to let me stay here until I don't need to stay here anymore. And I'm incredibly grateful for it, but I just want to move into my apartment. The biggest element of all of this is that I paid for, I paid a portion of my rent to live there for a week in September and I'm not getting to live there because there's nothing there. I mean, there's no, there's no bed, there's no pots and pans to make food. There's nothing. So I can't move into it. It's just an empty room. I need a bed and a place to eat and all this stuff. So I basically paid for an apartment that I'm not living in, which is all people that are adults know that's the silliest thing that you could do, but I didn't, I couldn't have planned for this. So I'm just out the money for this apartment. Um, I'm paying this moving company apparently way too much because they're not bringing my stuff. And I'm just at a loss, to be honest. I don't know what to do about it. The rest of my week is fine. You know, I'm still like kicking it and I feel good, but 
this like moving thing is really, really, really frustrating. I just don't understand if, if you have, um, you know, if you have a job description that says at some point someone will reach out to you and say, I need this stuff moved from here to here. And they get to the here, the first here. Why can they not get it to the second here on, on time? These are questions that are keeping me up, man. I don't know. And, and you know what? If you think about the logic of it, wouldn't it be more wouldn't it be more uh, convenient slash just easier on everybody if they just brought me my stuff? Like I wouldn't be calling them and emailing them all day, every day to get my stuff if they would just drop it off. Like they would be totally, they would get rid of me and never hear from me again. Like how easy would that be? Instead, they're the ones that are drawing this out and I know what they're doing. These moving companies, they use trucks all the time. And what they're trying to do is find the perfect situation that it makes the most sense for them, most efficient money wise for them. So they're looking for the perfect amount of truck space for my stuff to fit in it. They're looking for the perfect route on of like what that truck has inside of it to deliver my stuff. And then whatever other person's stuff is in there so that they don't use a lot of gas and they don't use a lot of time. So I get all that. That's like their whole business is to be efficient. But like at this point, you're four or five days late on when you were supposed to bring it. And I paid you a very hefty amount of money to do this and do it well. And somehow they're just going to get away with it. What I learned is this moving company and all moving companies have no intention of actually providing what you asked for, which is to pick it up on a certain date and deliver it on a certain date. They might get one, not going to get both because it's all about being the most efficient for them, not for anybody else other than them. And I know that's the capitalist society that we live in, but it's so frustrating, especially for somebody like myself that's just trying to make it in this world. Like I don't have a crazy amount of money. I'm just a 24 year old dude that moved to Atlanta for his job. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the least concern of anybody in the world. And like, you can't just help me out in the things that I'm paying you to do. I, I, it, it's baffling to me. Yeah. And I think, I think there are some uh, good moving companies out there. I think, um, you know, you got to look at Yelp. We talk about Yelp a lot. I think that's a good one to, to look at. Did you look at Yelp prior to this? We didn't look at Yelp, Nate, and I'm not going to look at Yelp, and I don't want to talk about it We've anymore. We've talked about how Yelp can be helpful. I have no comment. I'm not going to talk about Yelp. All right. Well, I would, I would like it for the viewers or listeners if at some point you looked up what that moving company had on Yelp. Cross Country Moving is the company's name. I'll tell you that. And if you want to write a bad Yelp review, I will second it. I will share it. I don't even know what you do with those, but I'm happy to like support the bad review because it they're treating me terribly right now, and it's so. And I think you should because that you may not use them, but other people will use. Uh, they'll need a moving company, and they'll probably use Yelp, and they'll say, "Oh, well, I got to you know, I need it in on this date. I can't deal with that." I will tell you, I've had some interesting. Uh, I've had some interesting encounters with moving companies. We moved around a little bit. Um, we've had some interesting encounters. And so I think it got to the point where we just decided to, uh, I, I decided to live my life out of my car. So everything fits in my car, but this one instance, and it's not necessarily, I guess you'd call it a moving company. Cause they took my stuff from one place and took it to another place. But it was like, it was like a delivery service for, uh, like a bag, you know, like uh, not an air, you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I was in England, I was in London, and 
I found this moving company that would take my bag for a certain amount of money from London to my house in Richmond, Indi- in Richmond, Indiana, in the United States. And I was like, you know, a little, little sketchy. I don't know. Can I stop the yes, story for ahead. a second? Why did you not just take it on the plane? I don't. Re- I really don't remember. I. Th- I don't know if I. I don't know. There were cigar. I don't know cigars or spices or something that I had that I didn't want to deal with. Uh, putting it on the plane. I don't remember what the story was. There was nothing malicious about it. That just. Do you think it was somehow cheaper to do this thing than to like just pay to have a checked bag on the plane? I think what it was is I would have had to carry it because I had. I was there for a month and I was going to, oh, that's what it was. I was going to Spain. And so I wanted that thing just to be sent home and I was taking my carry on only. And that was the only way to do that. So it would have been. I see. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, so the moving company on their website, I kid you not, it said we will be there sometime between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. on that day. Least helpful. Least helpful thing. It is the least helpful thing they could have said. And further than that, I called the guy and said, hey, will you, can, can you have the guy call me when he gets here? He says, no, we don't do that. So I had to sit on this porch and watch the street below from 7 a.m. He didn't get there until 4 p.m. And so I just sat there and watched until he got there. So they, didn't give, they were not going to give you any sort of courtesy call to tell you that they were coming? There was no call. There was no uh, time frame smaller than, what is that? Uh, what is that? 20, 12, 12 hours. hours. Is that 12 hours, really? 7A yeah. to 7P? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very interesting. But to their credit, that thing was picked up in London. And when I got home, I kid you not, it was on my porch. It sat on your porch for a week. No, I think it might have. I think it just either took that long to get there. It might have sat there for a minute. <laughs> One of another one. Of Nate's very interesting stories. Um, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why it's so hard to move things. Like, I don't want to do it myself. So, like, at the end of the day, this is all of this that I'm dealing with is easier than doing it for myself. I will say that. So, like, no matter how horrible it gets, I don't know. Maybe if it takes them like a month to deliver my stuff, it's probably not easier to do it yourself. But like, I'm moving on my own. It's not like I have. Like there's not somebody else that's helping me carry my stuff in or like I don't have a truck, you know, so it is easier for them to just do it than me. Um, But I'm tired of talking about moving. It's the only thing I've talked about for the last like month of my life. So I'm just over that. Um, I saw this commercial the other day, Nate. I think that, well, actually, do you eat cookies or like sweet stuff? I don't even remember. Not really, no. Unless they're straight out of the oven. That's the only way I will. I think we've said this before. Nate makes he he prides himself on his chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine that everybody is like has their dish that they make. But Nate just warms up cookie dough and calls them cookies. Essentially, um, what about Oreos? You eat Oreos? Yeah, I eat Oreos. Yeah. All right. Do you dip them in milk? Mm, not really. I drink milk right after. I think dipping Oreos in milk is like a myth. You know, like they try to sell them on TV by saying that or like in the commercials they always dip them in milk it's like i don't know a single person on this earth that's eating oreos like that i just don't like i don't believe that people actually do that maybe maybe i'm the one that's crazy and like people do but i've never seen it uh anyway 
I saw a commercial for Oreo Thins. You ever yeah, seen that? Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. All right. So the gist of it is uh, it's a regular, regular like the roundness of the Oreo is the same. But or I guess, I'm, yeah, the circumference is the same, but it's thinner. The actual cookie part of it is thinner or more thin. And then they have the filling is the same amount in the inside. Okay, so those are Oreo Thins. And I have to say, they fixed the wrong thing when you think about Oreo Thins. Like, no one wants the stuff in the middle. They want the cookie part. So what they should have done or called them is Oreo more thick or like Oreo thicker because they're not – no one wants more inside. Like the double stuffed, that's why they're still sitting on the shelf at the Walmart. No one wants those. They want more cookies. So Oreo Thins, like you fixed the wrong thing. I don't even know what the point of it was. It's not like they're healthier for you because there's less cookie. They're still bad for you. I don't. I don't get that at all. I think if we if we did a poll, to be honest, I think you would be in the in the minority on that one. On minority on what? On on that thought because I think a lot of people that I know. They only like a lot of them just love the inside. They'll take the cookie off and they'll just lick that thing. They eat the cookie though. Eventually. Yeah, well, that's because they're saving the best for last. So you just you don't you're interpreting. I don't it know, wrong. man. I think if you did a poll, more people would like the the filling than the cookie itself. Let me tell. Let me ask you this. I mean, you don't know anything, so you're definitely not going to know the answer. But what is the inside of it? What is it? Well, I think what they do is they take cream cheese. And they add sugar. I think you're way yeah, off. I think I know what it is. No, no one does. That's the whole point is that no one even knows what the inside is. So how can you keep stuffing it down your it's face? It's like icing or something. I don't know. They just, it's that. No one knows, bro. I'm telling no one knows what Cheetos are either. But we still, I am worried about that. So, I don't know what a Cheeto is. I, no one's ever been able to explain it either. Um, I have to say, also that i don't even remember how this got on my list of stuff to talk about um you know my list is random like everybody knows i had some people um this past week that i was talking to about my podcast and they're like it's about nothing i'm like yeah i mean what else it's not like we say it's about anything we've always advertised that it's about nothing it's the seinfeld of podcasts and we like it that way nate do you like it that way i'm not talking love it fine of it. That's what we do. We talk about nothing. And even you've heard me and they talk just about every day. I would say if on average, it's probably 1.3 times a day. Cause sometimes we talk multiple times and we never have anything. Like we never call each other for a reason. It's just, we just call each other cause we have nothing else to do. So it's just, a, you know, it's a continuation of that and that's the way we like it. But I don't know how this random, super random item got on my list, but When's the last time that you saw a Ripley's Believe It or Not show? Oh, wow. I even forgot about that name, so you just brought it up. Exactly. That's kind of the point, but answer the question. Uh, maybe when I was in Texas when I was eight. All right. Well, that's like a long time. I mean, I don't even know. I looked it up. I, I looked up to see how long it's been since they aired it. And it looks to me like – so it says – uh. I think it was ended in like, it looks like 2006. So actually you would have been what? 2006, you would have been 11 or 11. 12. 
Um, but that was like a revival of the show in the Philippines. So that wasn't even American. It was like really popular from 2000 to 2003 on TBS. So it's amazing that we even remember, I guess they were showing reruns for a long time. Um, but I don't even know if they do that anymore, but what you can do, you can go visit the museums. Have you ever been to one of those? See, that's all I was thinking about. I honestly didn't even know there was like a show. You've never seen the I show? I think so. I mostly just know it from like museums and this crazy stuff that they had. See, I, I grew up watching this show. It was like a 60-minute show. Apparently, it was on TBS. I didn't even know what channel it was on. And it would be like they would go do these features around the country or around the world of like people that had like crazy abilities or whatever. And the one that I specifically remember, I'll never forget it. Supposedly, this guy... I don't, he was American, but I don't remember where he was. He had the hiccups for like four years straight. He never stopped hiccuping for four years. And that was like the segment that they did, which one, super hard to believe. Secondly, just imagine what your reality is if you can't stop hiccuping for four years straight. And they had them on camera, like, you know, the home remedies. Actually, Nate, this would be a good question for you. What's the home remedies for getting rid of hiccups that you know about? Um, Hold your breath, scare somebody, uh, and hold your – yeah, that's all I know. You ever heard pickle juice? I have not heard that one. So if you drink pickle juice, supposedly that makes it go away. I've never done it. I love pickles, but that's just like drinking straight vinegar, which sounds disgusting to me. But this guy, he would like down pickle juice like frequently to try to get them to go away. And it just like never worked. And that's, I don't have anything else to say about it, but I just think that it's hilarious that Ripley's believe it or not was like a big part of my childhood. And I don't even remember the last time I saw one of those. They always have the museums in like, very touristy places like Gatlinburg. There's one in Gatlinburg, you know, it's like places like that or silver dollar or not silver dollar city, Branson, Missouri. And that's another one. They have like a random super like vacation y places. They always have one of those like on the main strip. But I just remember, I don't know how that got on my list of things to do to talk about, but that's probably the most random thing we've ever talked about. Yeah. And I disagree with the guy that's hiccuping and it's not even like a belief thing. I just disagree with him. He's not hiccuping. You disagree. He didn't say anything. I know. It's not like he's like, I don't want to say I don't believe him because I bet he was hiccuping, but I disagree with him. Like he probably wasn't really hiccuping or was in his head. Well, I mean, I've never, the Ripley's believe or not, has never lied to me. So as far as can't, you know, can't deny it, as far as I know. Um, another thing that I think we're not talking about enough as a society is, when do you start when is when does it start being okay for you to whistle in public like a lot like a like a let's say you're whistling like a song or a jingle or something and i know what you're thinking nate it's old people right that do this it's old men old white-haired men that do it and it's like when what age Give me a number. What age you think it becomes acceptable for you to do that's a hard one for me to answer because i whistle all the time out loud but like in public, let's say you're going, you're walking down the aisle at Walmart, which I know you don't do because you get picked up now, which side note, I totally disagree with as a society. But let's just say you're walking down the aisles at Walmart, you're whistling. Are you asking me like if that's what it, I'm asking you? Is that what you're, is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I approach whistling like uh, bright. So, I mean, I think that 
I whistle for I whistle, and then I, if I see somebody down the hallway or whatever, I I t- tone it down. But you you say you whistle a lot. Yeah, I whistle all the time. Well, shoot, man, maybe the age is twenty four. I mean, I think I think it's like some people can't whistle, and, and the whistle sounds is you know it's wispy or it's it's shrill. But I think if you have whistled your entire life, I think there's no age. I think there's a certain level of expertise that you do need to hit. You know what? I think you're right. I think that, but and you know what though? You said you stop whistling when you see somebody. So that makes it not societally acceptable, Well, you know, for a 25 year old. To clarify, I said bright. So I take it back down, you know, like in that analogy, I take it back down to headlights. I still whistle. It's just, you know, it's not in your face. I'm thinking of like the old, like really old guys that like you see them walking around. I mean, they're 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 recording an album with their whistles, and in their head, they probably really are. Old people, old people have no qualms. They have no qualms about anything. they can do anything they want, anytime they want. They don't care. I've I've noticed that about old people. They don't have a care in the world. In locker rooms, we're not going to go there too far, but they don't have a care in the world. Um, whistling, they don't care. Uh, walking, they, they'll say whatever they want. They don't care at all. Well, now you have to define what age you're talking about being old. What is, what's the age? And, uh, I think it also depends on, um, I think it depends on life experience again there too. Cause it's really where you hit it. Uh, Cause like 70, 75 is an old person, but some 75 year olds are like, you know, they're moving pretty good. That's what I was going to say. It's not like an age. It's more of like a health. Absolutely. Well, not even that. I'm going to say it's like a look, you know, like you get, you got a whole full head of white hair, like you're yeah. old, you know, or if you have like some sort of issue with like your gait, the way you walk, like you're probably old. So I think it's more like a lifestyle or a look than anything. I would agree. I think, I think life plays into it too. I think the old people that are like actually cool, the ones that are whistling and, you know, maybe they're dancing a little bit as they whistle, they don't care. Um, those are the cool ones. They've had a good life. And I think that they feel that. Um, and those that don't care in the sense of locker rooms or just like saying anything they want, they haven't had the best life. They're not ready to die. They're scared of it. Yeah. Well, that's maybe that's it. Maybe you just crack the case on it. I'll t- well, I have one more thing. Um, we got about f- uh, three minutes left. And truthfully, this is not enough time to do this topic justice. But um, I think that it's also something we have forgotten as a society. And this is going to be a very short-lived topic if you don't know what I'm talking about, Nate. But do you remember uh, a show when we were growing up uh, called Zaboomafu? I do remember Zaboomafu. But do you know what animal he, he was? He was a lemur. A lemur. Now, I'm, all right. So I'm glad that you know what I'm talking about. I think... There are a lot of people our age that have probably forgotten about that show. And you know what? I was talking with somebody the other day that remembered it. It was on my, it's been on my list for a long time and I just never brought it up. Do you happen to remember the point of the show? Um, it was like a learning thing for kids somehow. Yeah, that's true. But like, what do you, do you know what they were specifically trying to teach? The alphabet. No, that was a random guess. No. Um, it was a decent guess, but that would be more like um, Sesame Street, probably, or Barney, I think. Um, it, I looked it up because I was curious. I like I remember Zabumafu, and I remember that there was like two guys 
they were always with him that were like also the stars of the show, but I didn't remember what the point of it was. And it's actually about uh, teaching kids to respect animals and like about how animal ecosystems work together. And so like the jungle and the forest and land animals and the um, water animals, like all of that stuff, how it all works together and how you should respect that and like not litter and, you know, be respectful to the oceans and stuff like that. So I don't really remember ever learning any of that from the Zabumafu show, but it's like our version, our childhood version of like planet earth. I would yeah. Say. And I, I, I think I do remember a little bit of that now. I just a side note, cause you've been saying it, but I don't know if you know this, but Zabumafu's Zabumafu's great granddaughter, I think just made an appearance at this, uh, some kind of event that they had. It was like advertised. It was like Zabumafu's great granddaughter will be here. And what you mean by that is it was a lemur. It was a, yes, it was a lemur. It was not a, it was not a human being. Okay. I was just like, I was trying to figure out what you meant by that, but well, good for her. Yeah. And she, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you, you were born into that. Don't be pretentious about it. I think. Yeah. It's like, you know, back in the day they had Kings and then their son, their firstborn son kind of inherited the kingship and it's like you didn't earn it but like act like you've been right. there you know right. that's it act like you don't get pretentious don't get annoying okay we know you're a cool lemur but like just be normal yeah, it's the least you could do really um that's all we have i think um nate i appreciate you being here again as always um this is the first of all podcast um it's named that because both of us say first of all a lot i don't even know if we said it to be honest i don't even know the last time i said it i say it so many times um but i thank you guys for joining us we're here every thursday um that is the day before friday before your weekend begins um if you guys ever have questions or want to throw a comment in um to the podcast or want to talk about your biggest pet peeves then you let us know and we will do it we will talk about it. Um, and if you like this podcast, share it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them how cool we are, how funny we are, or how terrible it is. And then they have to see for themselves. You know, either way, uh, that works for us. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. We will see you again next Thursday. Love you guys.